0: This is the cash Valley real estate podcast today's episodes being filmed and recorded at Clout local right here on main street next to Logan's heroes. So what they do just to give them a little bit of a shout out is they do short form Instagram, um, just online presence marketing for companies. Um, they don't work just in Logan. They work all over, but. Really what their goal is, is to create consistency for people online and help them get over their fear of being on camera and all that sort of stuff. So today's guest on the show is Julie Barnes. And for those of you that don't know Julie, she was born and raised in California. And about 15, 16 years ago, she actually moved to Utah to date and marry her husband of Fifteen years ish. Yeah, <laughs> and um, she went to USU here local, and she's been in the finance industry for about fifteen years. So that fifteen year mark was quite a big shift for her life. Um, right now, she's building a home in Tree Mountain area. She's got two kids, two dogs, and she runs a, a dog breeding business. So. Um, if I didn't mention already, she works for Guild Mortgage. She's the head marketer, HR, jack of all trades there, does it all there. So super excited to talk with her. How are you doing, Julie? I'm
1: good. I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: I love the hat. You like totally dressed <laughs> it up. Oh. So cool. My first question for you is like, how did you even end up in the mortgage industry? How did you transition to it?
1: So in I started in a cre- local credit union and I started actually just answering phones at a credit union And through that job, it was actually Box Elder Credit Union. It's now called Elevate Credit Union. They have one here in Logan on the south end of town. Um, Through that, I moved my way up at that company and uh, worked with the CEO. And he got me into helping with some mortgage aspect of it. But I kind of took the route of like credit repair. And I helped with bankruptcies. I did repossessions. I thought maybe like that would be the route I wanted to go because it was helping people. Um, but then I was given an opportunity from another mortgage company to kind of try out mortgages. And I went and I just tried it out and thought maybe I could do this. Um, just being, wanting, being willing and wanting to help borrowers, like help mm-hmm. people. I wanted to help people like myself. And at the time I was a young... Um, newlywed, if you will, and uh, a young family, like starting out, we didn't have any kids at the time, um, and bought my first house in, um, 07, so...
0: So starting mortgages, and you were probably paid commission when you started, right? Yeah. So that's not an easy or safe jump. What made you comfortable about making that jump?
1: So I wasn't comfortable for a while. I worked nights at the local grocery store at Kent's Market in Tremonton, And I worked as, you know, whatever whatever they needed, like stocking shelves or bagging groceries or, like, the manager in the front-end department. Um, but it took a long time to feel comfortable mm-hmm. to go full commission. Full commission is extremely hard if you don't understand how it works. So that was like a big thing for me to be able to, you know, quit the, that side hustle, that part time job. But I think everybody that does loans and is commission, I feel like it takes them a while to get there. So you either have to have a partner, a significant other that, probably has some form of a comfortable job, insurance Uh is important, especially when you have a young family. So that was a big deal. Um, So I actually worked for, um, when I was getting my license, I worked full time while trying to get my license at a different company, trying to make ends meet to be able to do that i don't know so you just have to feel comfortable i guess in your ability to go out and get that deal it's sales is what it is Mm -hmm. so you have to be able to sell yourself and sell the product that you're selling did you have any
0: sales like experience before starting mortgages no
1: before i was in the finance industry i was in the grocery industry (laughs) for a long time i worked at albertson's grocery store i don't even think they have them here in utah at all anymore. They used to have one here in Logan and it shut down. But um, I worked there since I was 15 years old till I was 21. So um, always in grocery. So no, not like, but very big into customer service. Um, I'm huge about customer service. And I think that ultimately in the mortgage industry, whether you're in real estate or title, I really feel like customer service is the number one key. And if you can't figure out how to give good, good customer service, you will struggle the entire time. Yeah, totally. So it it sometimes doesn't even matter what the loan program is Mm -hmm. the customer or the borrower just want to feel comfortable and content.
0: So that's something over the time that I've known you, I totally feel that you, when you talk to people, you talk like they are just your absolute best friend and there's almost always like an instant connection when people are talking to you.
1: Thanks. Yeah.
0: Has that always been something that you've had or is that something you've grown and developed into?
1: So ridiculous. Um, but like in high school, like I went to a huge high school. We had to have two graduations because it was so big. Um, our graduating class was was pretty big, but I had this weird thing and I don't know if any, like I don't know who listens, like I don't know if any of my friends will hear this from high school, but I had this weird <laughs> thing where I was like, I wanna know everyone in the graduating class. Uh-huh. I want them to know who I am. I want them to be able to say, and my maiden name was Love and Julie Love, it's not an easy name to forget. But I wanted everybody to remember who I was so that if they ever ran into me, they could say, oh, I know her. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that like even then um, being able to connect with people, whatever they were. So, you know, in high school, we have all these different groups of people. Right. And every single different group, they all they want is to feel included or feel like somebody cares. But you can't go out and pretend that you care because people mm-hmm. can tell that you're fake. So when I genuinely ask, and you've seen this at work, when I genuinely ask, how was your weekend? I'm not asking just to ask. I'm Mm -hmm. asking because I really want to know what you did this weekend. Did you have a good weekend? Was it good? Was it bad? Or if I ask about you meeting with a borrower, how was it? Was it bad? Was it good? Do I need to step in to talk to them about, you know, something, whatever. So it's just something that I've always, um, but high school was really like a big deal for me um, at that. And as our senior year came up, I knew I would be leaving. I wanted to leave, and Mm -hmm. I did um, right after I graduated. And so, but I still wanted to keep a connection. So I really strive. Sounds so silly, but like on social media, I'm friends with lots of people from my high school graduating class. Still, I still talk to them, private message, whatever you want to call it. Um, When I go home, I go to this local pizza shop. You know, we all have them. Like here in town, there's like local the pizza. What is it? The pizza pizzeria right next door, the factory. Uh Um, We have one in my hometown, it's called Lampost Pizza, and it's kind of funny, but during the holidays, like they joke it's a high school reunion because everyone comes (laughs) home to see their parents, but I can go home and feel very comfortable because I see everybody and they know who I am. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like, uh, I feel like if you're fake in whatever you're doing, whether it's business or whatever relationship, people can tell. Mm -hmm. So I try to be very genuine, and my husband hates it to the point where, like, sometimes I don't ask certain questions. Uh-huh. So if you told me you went on vacation, mm-hmm. and I go, "Oh, did you have a nice time?" But I never asked you where you went.
0: Uh huh. He hates that you skip that. Sort because of stuff. I'm like,
1: well, I don't. It doesn't matter. I just wanted to know if they had a good vacation. It doesn't matter where they went. Did they enjoy it or not? Uh huh. So my husband hates that. Like sometimes I don't ask certain questions. Well, I want to be genuine in what I'm asking. Mm-hmm. So same within business and those relationships that we have, and in the office. I can tell you about almost every single person in the office, what they do, how many kids they have, family members they have, Mm -hmm. grandkids they have, because I genuinely want to know who they are as a person. And I think in business, we have to actually care. You have to care about that person sitting across the table from you. Or for real estate agents, the person selling their home. This is a big deal to them that they're selling this home Mm -hmm. and they raised all their kids in this house it's a very traumatic thing. I think maybe for more than more women or certain um, significant others to sell a home because they have their family memories there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know, so you have to actually genuinely care.
0: That's awesome, that's total gold. You have to go replay that, listen to that a couple times. (laughs) No, I don't care if you're in the real estate industry or you're talking even like relationships with your spouse or anything, that's awesome. You have to
1: genuinely care Um, and sometimes I think Uh, people just when you just said just talking about your spouse. sometimes we think about uh, oh hey guess what I did at work today and you tell Mm -hmm. everything about what you did at work and this happened I met this person I did this and your spouse is being so kind and sincere by sitting there or your partner and they're like looking at you and they're like oh yeah that's great but did you stop and ask them how their day was Mm -hmm. what happened at your work so you really have to like actually you have to pay attention to what they're going through as well. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's just something that I really strive to do in business, especially in this industry because, you know, they have that saying like people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's one of my favorite quotes and I tell my kids all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. They they don't care unless you care about them.
0: You guys have another family saying that I love. What's that? <laughs>
1: oh, I don't know. Is it appropriate? No. Can I say that one? <laughs> no, I don't know what you're thinking of. I'm thinking of the just show up, like oh, the, the show Barnes up. Show up. I was like, we have a couple. I don't know. We have a couple. Some have some cuss words in it, and I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but <laughs> but we have one that like I don't expect I don't expect perfection. I just expect excellence. Um, so, and some people think that's a little bit harsh, but I ask my kid, he's 12, and I tell him, I go, I need you to do the laundry, okay? So his laundry. I need you to do the laundry. I'm not saying it has to be folded perfect. It has to be hung up a certain way. It has to be this. Sometimes we have to step back and realize it can't always be perfect, but he needs to do it and get it done, mm-hmm. have it washed, have it cleaned, and in his room. So to me, that's like excellence because it's already been done. It may not be done the way I want it. Right. What Uh I think it should be perfect in my idea of perfect, but at least he's doing it. So you got to just give it your all, whatever you're doing, whether it's laundry, work, sports. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, but no, we have one that says, uh, and I won't, I won't cuss on your show. I won't be that person, but, uh, we have one that says, um, Barnes's go out and we kick a, okay. (laughs) So, you got to go out and you got to kick it. You got to mm-hmm. you you actually have to go out and give it everything you got. Um, so one time I said to my daughter, I said, "Did you give 110%?" Like, I just need you to give 100%. Uh-huh. But sometimes I go, "Did you give 110%? Did you do it?" And she goes, "I gave about 90." <laughs> so, like at least my kids understand where I'm coming from. Uh-huh. They're like, "Oh, I gave 90." Um I don't know. And sometimes people, I've had people say you're you're really you expect a lot, but if I, I feel like if you really do expect a lot from mm-hmm. someone, you're expecting them to be like you and do it the exact way you want. I don't need them to do the exact thing I want. Like, you guys in the office as loan officers, you guys do not do it the way I do it. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, t- Tyler, Jordan, I, and even Melanie, I do not do loans like that. Yeah. I never did. But if I expected you to, that would mean be me being I expect a lot from you, and mm-hmm. I'm expecting you to do it like me. Yeah. And I don't want you to do it like me because you need to do it the way you do it, because you have to grow, you have to learn, and that certain borrowers are gonna click with you because they feed off of who you are. Yeah. And how you talk to them. And they may not they may not want someone like me, they may want someone like you. Mm -hmm. And so you can't when someone says, You expect a lot out of people, and I go, It's not really that. It's just a different way you look at it, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. So yeah.
0: So I don't know. (sighs) Another question I had. So you're pretty like niche down in the industry where you do marketing for a specific company. Yeah. Um, How did you even like find out about that, or how did you even transition into doing something like that? Know you wanted to. Oh
1: well, I actually just told uh, I don't know Nate Webb from Cash Title, and if you guys know him, but he um, he just asked me this yesterday, like, why did you go to Guild? Like, why did you stop doing loans? Mm -hmm. That's kind of a big deal. So I did pretty decent. Um, doing loans, I was closing on just average three to five um, a month, which is which is decent. And I was working like part time. Uh huh. Um, when I had good months, I was closing ten or more. And I had a partner, a loan officer partner, at that time, and it was great. But I just decided I had some stuff come up, and um, just decided that maybe I needed to get out of the industry, mm-hmm. try something new, see what's going on. And a kid came to. Uh, real estate activity. His name was Caleb. And I got to give him a shout out. Every time I uh, see him, I always tell him, thank you for helping me kind of make that jump. Uh He came to a bowling activity and he walks up and he's like whispering at the table. If you ever been to a real estate event, they like it to me, they always kind of like have their clicks. It reminds me of high school. You've got like all these little (laughs) groups and Caleb worked for the competitor at the time, right? Mm -hmm. Guild Mortgage was a competitor of mine. And he's like sneaking over and he's like, Hey, Hey, can we talk? Like, leans in. And uh-huh. I was like, what? <laughs> and I knew who he was. And he's like, nicest kid. So we, like, go over to go get a soda at the bowling alley. We're at Logan Lane's. Uh-huh. And we're standing getting a soda. And he's like, so I'm giving my notice. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I really think you would do really well in this. And I said, cool. oh, but I make I make good money commission. Like, I don't need... I don't want to go hourly. And I don't want to work 9 to 5. Uh-huh. Like, it's not happening. Because once you don't work nine to five. One, I feel like you're more driven sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like you have to push yourself. Like no one's going to tell you to show up at 9am. Yeah. Right. So he goes, no, but I really think you need to talk to this Karen lady. And I knew who Karen Nielsen was. um, And she's the branch manager, loan officer for guild in our office. And she was just like, Caleb was like, you got to meet her. So I go in and I meet her and we start chatting about like what it would kind of look like if I came over and what she needed help with. And I said, well, I won't be able to do everything forever. So that's why like now we have certain people in what we call swim lanes, right? Uh So we have Melanie that's over sales and training. We have Eileen that's over processing. So, but that wasn't how it was when we started. Mm -hmm. I did all of that, but I knew I couldn't do that forever. But when Karen asked me, she said, so here's the deal. If you come over um, and you decide you wanted to do this marketing for me, you mm-hmm. can no longer market yourself. Oh, okay. You can no longer use Julie Barnes, mm-hmm. which was a big deal because, as I said, you in high yourself. school, yeah. I wanted everyone to know who Julie was. Uh huh. Right? And now and then in the finance industry, everyone knows your name. Yes. Yeah. And she goes, you can no longer market Julie Barnes ever. And I went home and told my husband, I said, I just can't. And your ego kind of goes, Like <laughs> I like, don't you know who I am? That was my favorite yeah. comment. Like, cause people go, Well, you want them to know who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, and I said to my husband, I was like, But I want people to know me. And he goes, People will know you no matter what. Cause that's just who you are, right? And my husband says, You need to go back and tell Karen. Yes, I'm going to try this. We'll we'll all jump ship from doing commission loans and mm-hmm. I will just market you and help with your office. I'll drink the Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. So I walked into Karen's office and I said, "Let's do it. I'll drink the Kool-Aid. I guess we are all in." And I did. From that moment on, I took off. I had like a wrap on my car at the time that had my name and phone number. I took it all off. I I deleted all of my stuff on social media that said wow. mortgages. Uh-huh. And I went all in. Everything said Guild Mortgage, burned Karen your Nielsen. ship in Yeah, a way. yeah. I did. And, and actually, you know what, when... I like that you use that phrase, like burned your ship in a way. Somebody said to me, it wasn't like the ship was rocking. It mm-hmm. wasn't like it was going down in flames. But I just took it and pushed it away from the, away from the shore and said, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna going to start something new.
0: Crazy. So it was,
1: it was a pretty big jump because I did take a pay cut. Someone asked me that yesterday. They go, what happened with your money? And I said, I did take a pay cut. It was a big deal uh, for me to do it. But it actually has been more rewarding for me and my personality than anything I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with the real estate agents. I know more real estate agents now than when I was a commissioned loan officer. Cool. Because your relationship changes. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to explain that, but it just shifts. Mm -hmm. So, like, right now at our office, at Guild... The deals come in from the agents, right? And yeah. you have this like one type of relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. And and you're learning this like the shift of relationship because of the podcast. Like you're creating a separate relationship with these agents. It's not this direct just business in that file of the Joneses, right? Yeah. It's a completely different relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's something in my relationship with the agents, the title people. Builders, it has completely shifted because i'm not out there going hey send me a a deal like no big like right um now i'm just like you send me a deal send me a deal like whatever because i'm not commissioned i don't have to stress about that in a way Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes commission it does kind of make people crazy (laughs) like because you want that deal right everybody wants that deal and right now with the market the way it is you have Tons of deals on it like one guy just called last night an agent and he said that there was 12 deals on a home wow. still Still 12 deals and I just couldn't believe that that's still happening right now, mm-hmm. but it is because there's no houses Yeah, so I don't know but yeah, that's kind of roughly like how I got into it and it was super awesome And I've been into it and my job has changed throughout as I've been at guild Um, So now it's just a little bit different Um, for what I do and you have to also learn to step back. Mm -hmm. So step back to let the team succeed. And that's something I do think that we all struggle with because we want the success for ourselves. And I have a belief that there's enough business for everyone and that if you succeed, so Mm -hmm. if you hit your goals, that means I can succeed. And people go, what does that mean? Well, if you close your deals of 15 to 20 a month, our office does well, which yeah. means people can receive incentives, right? Mm-hmm. But if we, if you don't, then not everybody does. So it's a very, you got to look at it that way that uh, if you succeed, I succeed. And I know that a lot of people don't look at it that way. They look at it like, well, I want to succeed. I want to be successful and I mm-hmm. want this. But there is enough business for everybody to succeed.
0: Yeah, that's something I believe super strongly. And I think I've talked about this on almost every podcast I have. When you have two people that come together, the work that they do isn't just what this person's work plus this person's work. It equals so much more. And when we come together and work together, we can do so much more. And it's not as cutthroat as a lot of people tend to make, like the mortgage industry or just the real estate industry, all that sort of stuff. I love that. Um, another question I really wanted to ask you is, you've made a lot of jumps and changes while working in finance. Yeah. Um, and there's this idea or principle out there, it's a little bit newer, but it's called imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. where as you're starting and doing something new, you're like, I'm Julie Barnes, like who am I to like, give people advice on yeah. like, what to do for a home? Um, did you ever have that and how did you overcome oh, yeah.
1: that? Yeah, I think especially as a new loan officer, or even <clears throat> I can give you a great example. A new real estate agent called just two days ago when mm-hmm. I was in the office and he said, Hey, I'm calling you to tell you that I do not know how to do this. And the fact that he could call, you know, it your peer that. and say, yeah. I don't know how to do this. Like I have no idea. He specifically called and said My borrower wants to do an FHA loan. How, I have no idea what an FHA loan is. He's a brand new agent. Mm -hmm. The fact that he was uh, willing to say that and not pretend to his borrower and say, oh yeah, I totally know what that is. That's a big deal. Um, But not everyone's like that. I do think the biggest thing for me is when I was at the credit union and even doing repossessions um, and bankruptcies and collections, I had to go to like these uh, certification classes for bankruptcies and I was certified to do bankruptcies, like actually go to the court, put a bankruptcy, Uh file bankruptcy against you kind of thing. Like you file bankruptcy and then I would go in and decide what property you could keep. Like it was so (laughs) awkward, you guys. And same with the repossessions. I would like go in and decide if I'm gonna repossess your car. Mm -hmm. I was like 24 years old. Like I had just bought my very first house. I had no idea what I did on my house. I couldn't even tell you what loan program I had on my very first house. Uh Had no idea. But here I am, like telling people about their finances. Probably twice
0: your age, yeah, a lot of like, times. Yeah, and
1: I repossessed somebody's car once, and he said, "How does it make you feel?" And I was like, "It doesn't make me feel good. Like I don't know why people thought it would make you feel good. It doesn't make you feel good." But listening to his story and like where why he got into the situation, it came back to education, and it, not mm-hmm. meaning that he has mo- that that somebody has more degrees than you. That's not what I mean it's education as in he had no idea where to go for financial help no one had ever told him mm-hmm. his parents had never told him his wife had never told like they had never talked about their finances it all came back to like an educational thing so one of the things instead of pretending i knew the answer or pretending like i knew your financial situation Mm -hmm. was I would just be honest with the person. And instead of pretending this imposter syndrome, like this is whatever, right? I know this. I just told them I've never had that. I've I've, I've never had a borrower that's ever come to me with the same situation. Because they're not all the same. I was honest with them. If I didn't know the answer, I would just say, oh, I actually don't know the answer to that. Let me get someone. And I still do that today. And I can tell you that almost every phone call that I get from a real estate agent, if I do not know the answer, I will tell them.
0: Mm -hmm. The person
1: you need to talk to is this person. Because Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you some BS answer just to make you like me. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're giving the wrong information to that person. So you're not helping them. You're not educating them in whatever the financial situation is. So with Mm -hmm. mortgages, if this agent didn't know how to do an FHA loan, instead of like, let's say I didn't know how to do an FHA loan. I didn't know what the down payment was. I would get him the person who does. I'm not going to pretend that I do. Mm-hmm. So that was a big deal for me um, to be willing to say, "I need help or I don't know the answer, But people don't like to say "I don't know. Yeah, right? Like at school, like if a teacher calls on you uh, and everyone's staring at you, nobody loves that. Mm-hmm. So it's a big deal. So if you if you fake it, that's term like fake it till you make it, sometimes uh-huh. I don't love that term because yeah. you're not doing yourself a service and you're not doing the people, the whatever it is, customer service. So educate yourself. If you don't know how to do FHA, read up on FHA.
0: Figure out how to do it.
1: You know, uh, ma- but I I actually would turn deals away if I didn't know how to do it because I didn't want the customer to not get the help that they needed. Mm-hmm. I have a borrower that uh, I have to give a shout out to him. His name is Ben Chi. is his name and he mm-hmm. is the very first borrower I ever helped doing mortgages by myself. Uh-huh. My own name on the deal, right? And I'm still really good friends with him. And I basically went to him and he was like, I need to do a loan. And I said, Well, what kind of loan do you want to do? Figured out what loan. I did not know how to do it.
0: Uh huh.
1: Did not. It was a Utah Housing. Did mm-hmm. not know how to do it. And I was at the time. For your
0: first one. Yeah, yeah that's, I did That's USDA. a lot for your first USDA one. STA was like my favorite.
1: Know. But Utah Housing, I was like, I have no idea. Uh Um, And so I had a senior loan officer helping me. And Ben said, well, I really want you to help me. And I said, Ben, you do not want me to help (laughs) you because I'm not going to give you the best service that you need. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So guess what happened? This other loan officer goes to take over the file, does the file, gets it all nice and pretty, closes the deal. They actually had to split commission with me because it was my referral, right? So Uh we split it. The, the borrower gets, Ben gets a referral thing to has sent to him that says, hey, write a review about me. See how I did. Uh-huh. On this other loan officer's referral, he wrote, Julie Barnes helped me so much with this file. She got me the answers I needed. And it like changed the way my, what do you say, the direction of the how I did loans. Because he still gave me a good review, mm-hmm. even though I didn't know the answer. But what I did was give him good service. That's the cool. thing you have to look at it.
0: That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's so, a lot to pick apart there. Um, we have so many new real estate agents and so many new people starting in the mortgage or just, sorry, the real estate industry right now. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be the biggest purchase year on record. Um, there's a lot of people that are experiencing that sort of thing. What advice would you give to somebody who's just starting in the real estate industry, whether they're industry? Whether they're like a new title officer, um, real estate agent, all that sort of stuff, what advice would you give them?
1: The first word that comes to mind is consistency. Mm-hmm. Like being consistent um, in whatever they decide to do. So, like if they're a title officer or an escrow officer, just whatever. So, you have escrow officers and then you have title people that work in the office. Whatever it is, be consistent in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. We also have like title marketing people. And I think each of those swim lanes, they all can be consistent in what they're doing don't give up. When it gets hard, don't give up. If I were to give up when it got hard my very first year, I would never have stuck it out. I would never have kept going. Um, Some of the best advice was from people that weren't in the mortgage industry. They Mm -hmm. were like business owners and they said a couple of them, one of them is from Hanson Motors in Brigham City, one of the owners, he said to me, if you give up now, what does that teach you? There, it goes mm-hmm. back to we were just talking about this like uh, self-talk. If you give up now when it's hard, you're, you end up internalizing and go, "Well, I'm just going to give up every time it's hard, mm-hmm. right?" So being consistent and not giving up when it's hard. Um, the other one for like real estate agents, definitely being consistent on social media. I can't say that enough. And people go, "Well, I don't want to post too much, and I don't want to do this." You can't, you cannot. There's algorithms, there's, I mean, the, these these people here, clout, local, they can tell you all that stuff. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can still post and give your opinion and be who you are, be authentic. If you are a real estate agent, be authentic. If you are the cowgirl and you have a farm, <laughs> be authentic. Talk about it. If you wanna be the person that, like there's a real estate agent, she it used to be a rodeo queen. I don't know if you know her name. Her name is Katie Nelson. Mm-mm. She's fantastic. She is the most authentic she still talks about being a rodeo queen and guess what her clientele is rodeo people yeah because she's who she is Mm -hmm. i don't i'm not gonna pretend to be a cowgirl like i mean maybe i got my hat on but it's not a cowgirl (laughs) hat right like you got to be authentic Uh in whatever it is you decide especially as a real estate agent because those borrowers that person is having you come into their home Mm -hmm. so you're coming into their private setting They're trusting you to help them move their family to another place. You have to be authentic in who you are. The other one is for loan officers. Education, education, education. Like, learn everything you can. The number one thing I think is, um, I don't know. I mean, this is like, and I'm very open and honest about it. But when I was a loan officer, if I could not do a deal and I couldn't find somebody to do it, Okay, so like you came in and I did not love VA loans because mm-hmm. at the time VA apprais- appraisals were coming in so low. Oh, okay. And I, I mean, I'm talking low, like $15,000, $20,000 <laughs> oh low. Okay, like yeah. it was so bad. But um, one of the things I noticed was we, I would do a loan and I'd be like, this is, this is all I can qualify you for. But what I really was saying was this is all I know how to do and help you. This is Mm -hmm. all I know how to do because in this mortgage industry, it's about experience and it's about the education that you learn, you gain for yourself to be able to help the borrowers. So you know this at our office, we have a reputation of being able to work on hard loans. Mm -hmm. I would never have touched those loans with a 10 foot pole (laughs) Uh because one, they are hard and they're like, Integrate, integrate. How do you say that?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like right. they're just
1: very difficult to figure out, and how, and you got to think about how to do it. You got to think outside the box, <clears throat> and that's something that it comes with. It sounds bad to say this term, but like age in the mortgage industry, like how long you've been in the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. It's just something that happens. So I think education for young mortgage loan officers, and do not think that commissions just going to fall into your lap. You still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still have to be yourself yeah. because that that agent – and I'm sure you've seen this too with your podcast. I, I bring it back to that. You have seen agents in a different light, and mm-hmm. then you maybe have clicked with certain ones in a different way. And yeah. that's the thing. They're going to work with who you are, rightly. They're not going to work with Tyler versus you because maybe their personalities don't drive. And that's what it comes back to is being authentic to who you are as this person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not always just about business, but you still have to be you
0: true to yourself yeah
1: because if you're not then again go back to that people just know you're fake Mm -hmm. i don't know but that yeah being authentic i couldn't say that enough for being consistent
0: (laughs) well cool um i've just got a couple more questions for you um one thing i was gonna bring i wanted to bring up and i wasn't sure if i should or not but um i know that you've gotten a little bit of grief and been given a hard time switching and working with Guild Mortgage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you deal with that? And just how do you approach that whole situation and keep relationships with these people or don't? What, how do you approach that? It
1: sounds funny, but like just being a bigger person. Uh huh. So um, a lot of people like, I mean, you think of some other companies too in the, in, in the industry here, they do fantastic themselves. But sometimes people look at other companies and you go oh my gosh okay here's a great analogy so guild mortgage builds a building Uh okay other mortgage companies did not build a building and they thought it was guild that built that building yeah it is not guild that built that building Mm -hmm. but everybody in the valley was like oh guild mortgage is building this building not everyone but people said this Mm -hmm. and it wasn't guild so i was very apparent to make them know who built that building and guild rents it we rent one floor one floor (laughs) of that building right yeah and so that is something i was very like just kind of like but not in a mean way you can't be mean about it and sometimes people will see that shiny thing and they're like oh i wish i could do that i wish this and that but you're not doing it you can tell somebody in a group of 30 people right you could all tell them how we did what we did over here what we're doing I could tell you exactly everything. I could tell you every secret of what we do
0: mm-hmm. from
1: 4.30 a.m. till 9 o'clock at night, everything we do in that office. But only 10% of that room will actually hear what you said and actually do it, 10%. So yeah. for people who like like you know like have given me grief, one, for stepping down and not doing commission loans, they do think I'm an idiot for doing that. I've heard that. I've heard stuff where they go, well, you stole my marketing ideas Mm -hmm. and I go, so you were laying in my bed and thought about using a dinosaur as a mascot. Like that's (laughs) crazy that you and I had the same thought. Uh Everybody's doing it right. Everybody's marketing. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. Wendy's and McDonald's market the same. We market burgers. We market fries. We market shakes, Mm -hmm. right? They're different though. Are they not different? Those fries are different. Yeah. So McDonald's has a different recipe and Wendy's has a different recipe. Guild Mortgage has a recipe and this other company has a recipe. They may look the same, but they're definitely different. And so that's something I just have felt like um, I have, you gotta be the bigger person. You do you. And sometimes I just walk into a room and know that somebody thinks that I stole a marketing idea and Uh I go, well, your mascot still hasn't shown up. I haven't seen your mascot,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
1: Your dinosaur hasn't shown up. I haven't seen it. it. Yeah, Yeah, like show up. Like I would love to see your mascot. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But instead of like doing drama or causing something, I just just smile and nod and say, thank you so much for coming to me and talking about it. But yeah, I've gotten a lot of flack and I've had people tell me, you will never be able to work at any other company in the Valley. Mm -hmm. And I go, well, why would that be? You know why would you say something like that and somebody said it's because you helped her get bigger you helped guild get bigger
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's to say i can't go somewhere else and make them get bigger right like yeah, it absolutely. doesn't matter there's enough business to go around and if you the other mortgage company and guild mortgage are both doing business that means the market's great mm-hmm. the market's doing wonderful right in that aspect so there's enough business. You still close whatever, how many million a month? I know there's some loan officers that closed 90 million last year. That yeah. is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. There's some that have closed 30 million. Hats off to you. You kicked butt, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that that our team closed so much million. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We all are closing. So we all should just be happy with it. I don't know. Yeah. And the market's doing so crazy right now. We're still closing deals. And like you said, what did you say? It's a purchase. Yeah. It's supposed
0: to be the highest purchase year on on record. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it will be, especially new construction, especially Boxler County and cash Valley. I think it really will. Cool. Yeah. What other ones you got? Yeah.
0: Let's see. So I would hate to get this question. If I was being interviewed on a podcast, I'm asking (laughs) you anyway, do you have any like last things that you'd like to say or pieces of advice you'd like to give any listeners to the podcast?
1: Um, really it's about, um, I love to talk about marketing. I love to talk about it. Do not forget to thank the people that helped you succeed. Mm-hmm. That is something I really try to live by. So if you as a loan officer, I'm going to pick on the loan officers right now. So you as a loan officer have an assistant and you have a processor that helps you. Mm-hmm and an underwriter that helps you close that deal to make that real estate agent happy when they give you that presidential award that at the end of the year from your company and say, you made it into the president, the presidential club or whatever, the executive club, whatever your office, your company, whatever, and everyone's talking about you, right? They're all like Riley's so great, great job. He made it in the president's club. Don't forget about those four other people that helped you get there. Mm-hmm. because that's the thing. It has to come back to humility as the loan officer. And even if you close $90 million, $30 million a month, or $30 million a year, someone helped you get there. So there you long, can't yeah. just take all the credit. You have to thank your team, make sure they know how much you appreciate them. Mm-hmm. I had someone say, well, I pay my person a bonus. That should be, thank, that should be thank, thankful enough for that. And I said, yeah, that added to their paycheck to help their family, but did you tell them thank you? Mm-hmm. there's a difference. Same with the real estate agents. Thank the listing agent. If you're the buying agent, right, the buyer's agent, and you go in, that listing agent helped you get that deal also.
0: absolutely, yeah. And even though
1: you work for different companies, like retur- maybe it's return properties and it's, um, I don't know, abode, right? Mm-hmm. You both work together. Thanks so much for working great on this transaction with me. Because yeah. what you're doing is building a relationship with other people in the industry. So if that transaction, so if I bring a deal to Shannon Poppleton from Return Properties mm-hmm. and I'm a buyer and she sees that it's me, I've already built a relationship with her. She can tell her, her seller, oh, I know them. I've worked with them. They're good to work with. But if you don't take the time to build that relationship and it just doesn't work. Cool. So I don't know. That would, be, that would be my thing. And there's enough business to go around. And when you succeed, no matter what mortgage company and no matter what real estate company, as long as people are still getting listings, we're still selling stuff, we have buyers, we have homes, we're all doing really well. Mm-hmm. It is a little cutthroat, yes. But uh-huh. we can all still be nice when we're doing it. Yeah. You can be cordial and nice. So that's what I would say. And then to anyone that's listening and wants to be interviewed on this podcast... They should. Uh huh. They should. It's a good learning experience. (laughs) It's a little uh, overwhelming, Uh but it's good. It's good. Good. So, okay.
0: Well, here's my famous last three questions that have just kind of naturally moved (laughs) into it. it. No, that's not it. We have a little bit more. Okay. So, um, what (laughs) books are you currently reading? Okay. Or has there been a book that you've read that has changed your life and your day to day life?
1: Well, that's a good one. Um, So I I have read The Atomic Habits. Um, Mm -hmm. I like that one. I feel like that's a really, really good one. I do read a lot of um, mental health books, to be honest, Uh about overcoming uh, self-esteem or like self-doubt, that kind of thing. But, um, or I I listen to a lot of podcasts, but Mm -hmm. um, books on habits. But I would say Atomic Habits is probably one of my favorites about creating that habit and, and being able to work towards something else. Mm-hmm. It's not something that has to change overnight. You actually can work towards it. It doesn't have to be a drastic change. So those are some of my best, uh, my favorite things to listen to or read. I guess I read, listen to them, but. Cool. Yeah. Um,
0: next question is, what do you see happening in Cash Valley Real Estate in the next five
1: years? Oh, I think it's going to be booming. So one of the things about Cache Valley is they have to grow, right? Mm -hmm. Like the population is just, people come to Utah State and they never leave. I've noticed whether they're like the football, one of the football coaches, um, a player that has been transferred in, a lot of them don't leave or they don't leave the state, I guess, but they really don't leave Cache Valley. Um, Growth is inevitable. It is something that's very, very hard for people, especially in Boxler County and Cache Valley. Um, because we 're so used to small town living, yeah. <clears throat> I still think Cash Valley is a small town, um, and people think i 'm crazy when I say that, but it is because everyone knows everybody mm-hmm. um, They all went to high school together, right like mm-hmm. <laughs> and now your guys' as kids are all going to school together, um, but growth is coming, and we either have to be on board or we 're going to watch from the sideline and so I just think that that's something that's uh, really hard for people in Cache Valley right now. But it is coming. We're going to have to probably have another Walmart. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Three Walmarts. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's going to keep moving. I know we can't really do anything in the swamps. But like yeah. Menden, there's like a ton of land out there. And somebody's going to sell it. Like
0: Eventually, yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Um, I just think out that way, Petersboro. I mean, you know the subdivision up above Petersboro. I don't know if you know that, it's mm-hmm. kind of where the county and the, the county road, and I can't remember where it is, but it's up there and it's, uh, it's gonna change and it sucks because it will. Yeah. Um, and nobody wants it to have a neighbor right on top of them, mm-hmm. but uh, we need more land, really. We really need more land. It physically
0: isn't growing. Well, even Richmond.
1: Have you been out to Richmond lately? Like that is just insane to me how much growth is out in Richmond. And even I I have a friend that lives in Cove. If you haven't ever been to Cove, it's blink and you miss it. But there is houses popping up everywhere. So somebody's selling land and it's going to happen. So I just think growth is inevitable.
0: Awesome. Last question for you. How can people connect with you?
1: Oh, I am, I go by social Julie Barnes on all of my social medias. So you can connect that way. You can always come in and stop into the office and see me. Um, we are starting a new thing at our office where we do like gulp with guild. And so you come (laughs) in, get a drink or we'll take you to soda fix, or you want to go to cafe ibis, whatever, we'll take you out. Um, but I love to meet new people and hear, how I can help them. If anybody, if you remember one thing about this podcast from just me, I genuinely want people to succeed. And so if you need help with your social media, you want some help with marketing, I'm more than willing to help. It literally, like someone asked me, how much does it cost? I said, it's going to cost you a drink with me, Mm -hmm. whatever drink that is, that's it. Um, But I really just want people to succeed because if you have a goal, and you're struggling achieving it and you need a little partner, a little push, then then that's where you need what you need is someone to just kinda tell you you can do it. And I can be that person, whatever it is. So that's it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well thanks for being on the podcast. Thank Thank you I for love doing this.
1: it. This has uh, been super fun. <laughs>